Hey, what's going on? Uh, this episode was a little bit weird because we recorded like three hours of content and I try for 90 minutes. I think we got it to like just under two hours. So you're probably like, what happened to the other hour? Well, two things. One, this episode has a, a, about a 45 minute, yeah, maybe it's like 40 minute interview with uh, Nate from Real Breaking Nate, uh, YouTuber, content creator. We talk about his love of Pokemon, where he started from. If you're uh, one of Nate's fans, this is your first time listening. Hopefully you enjoy the whole entire episode, uh, but the Nate part starts about 50 minutes in. The first part is news and whatnot. The other thing is we actually recorded news second this episode, and we spent the first like, 45 minutes talking about leak culture, like people leaking stuff. Not necessarily the Pokemon leaks that have existed. Those are out there. You can go see them if you want. We don't talk about them, but we talk about how these leaks are different, or maybe the same, as the Sun and Moon leaks and the X and Y leaks. So again, not specifically talking about... We don't talk at all about what Pokemon have or have not been shown. We just talk about the what has happened in the past and what should happen going forward with that. But it's not in this episode. I cut that all. It was about 45 minutes. So what we're doing instead is this episode will start with some Ring Fit adventure, uh, only because Will and Greg wanted me to talk about it. And then we talk about Pokemon news, and then the interview with Nate, and then we come back and we do our question of the week and our Pokemon of the week. So pretty much like a standard episode. That 45 minutes about what happened with past Pokemon games leak-wise and what's happening with this Pokemon game, that's going to be over on the Patreon for free. So even if you're not a Patreon backer, you can go to isc.cash or patreon.com slash it's super effective, and you'll be able to listen to that 45 minutes completely free. You don't have to sign in, you don't have to make an account, you don't have to do anything. If you want to support on Patreon, you do you. But that'll be completely free if you need something extra in the week to listen to. I think uh, Greg and Will had excellent points. I guess I tried to play devil's advocate for stuff just so we didn't all talk on the same points. Uh, but it's uh, if you wanted to know what happened with like the X and Y stuff and the Sun and Moon stuff and what's happening here, and not worried about being spoiled of you know Score Bunny's evolution because we don't again really stressed and we don't talk about any of that. Uh, I think you should check it out. Uh, isc.cash probably the easiest thing to remember or. In the show notes where it says uh, Patreon, just click that link. Takes you right there. If you want to listen, if you need some bonus content for the week. Otherwise, sorry, this is a really long intro. So hopefully you enjoy. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 383rd, 83rd, 83rd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. I I feel like we haven't done this in forever, but it's, we do it every week. I don't know <laughs> we what... We do it every week. Well, some of us do it every week. I don't know what happened in the last, like, seven days. I am here. We're here to talk about Pokemon. Greg is here. Greg, welcome back. Hello. Is it because you actually exercised? 
Is I that have, what made your week? I have, well, 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 wait, 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 wait. I had a few things to say about that, but oh. I was going to wait to be politely introduced <laughs> before I made my commentary. Will, no, is, Will is here. Jump it. Let's pile it on. All right. Um, so I'm part, I'm, I'm part of the boys now. I no, got, no, I got no, a six no, pack. No, <laughs> no uh, I am the only one here with a six pack. That but is true. I mean, I have a 12 pack in my fridge. <laughs> um, I was, I was, I was getting ready. I was very excited to induct you into the association of clangers and bangers. Okay. Yeah, but he, and but then he's... I watched that Twitch stream, and I'm sorry, but jumping up and down with a squishy squ- circle in your hand does not count as either clanging and or banging. No, and no, no way, shape, it's, or mm. it's, it's squishing and pishing. Mm. Okay. Oh, hold on. Hold on. This is a Pokemon Squeezing po- and teasing. <laughs> Squeezing and teasing, that's what it is. This is a Pokemon podcast, but let's like take two minutes to talk about Ring Fit. Healthy okay. Living segment returning. Welcome to Healthy Living. Are you doubting the... Are you saying that you think the Ring Fit thing is squishy? Because that thing is super hard to press in. You had to squeeze it in order to fire off your your shots at the... No, when you had to fly and you were doing the, the run in place and fly and jump and get the coins. Yeah. You had to squeeze. And then okay. everybody was like, you got to keep squeezing it, dude. You're not squeezing it long enough. The only thing I saw was you attempting to do squats. Oh, my squats were in form. Oh. No, you were, you were not... <laughs> You are not in form. I beg to differ. Well, okay. So, the, I, so for those that don't your know, your knees were over your toes. Ring Ring Fit Adventure is a a, a Nintendo published game made by I actually don't know who made it. Nintendo's uh, I don't know what part of Nintendo made it. Nintendo has like fourteen. Nintendo Fit, the Nintendo um, Torture Chamber. <laughs> disclosure: they they sent me this. It's but it it's a it's a fitness game you could maybe say it's like we fit uh where you put the joy con into uh what what is the proper it's like a yoga ring i don't know what they're actually called it's not a real thing so call it whatever you want a squeezy squeezy a pil- ring. pilates ring that's what it's called there's no pilates going on there what are you what <laughs> where was there's no reformer what is a reformer? That is what you use for Pilates. Okay, sir. so I think anyone watching and not experiencing Ring Fit looks at, looks at it and probably thinks it's like a gimmick, like We Fit. Although, like We Fit, the problem with We Fit is there's like no feedback of whether you're doing something right or wrong, right? Because the the board doesn't vibrate or doesn't give you resistance or any sort of pe- feedback to tell you're doing something correct or incorrect i guess though like it could tell your balance but the the pilates ring that it comes with i mean you can get a pilates ring for like 15 bucks on amazon you put the joy con on and the whole pilates ring gives you feedback and stuff and you have to squeeze it and hold it or uh pull it if you go back and watch my first stream i'm doing it and okay so the part the whole point of the game is like you're you're getting a workout and doing an rpg so you're like going through the world and the monsters pop up and then it's almost like a pokemon or a final fantasy where like you have to they attack you you have to attack them you defeat them you move on in the world more monsters pop up and then eventually you're you're fighting this giant workout dragon who has like a <laughs> 30 pack and he's wearing it's, like it's a name singlet. is william r anderson right there <laughs> yeah that's the only workout dragon i care about 
So I'm doing it the first day because, okay, and there's four levels. There's like casual, moderate, intense, and extreme. And I was like, well, I have never, I haven't done any exercise in like two years. I used to run a long time ago. So I was like, I'll do intense because I doubt it's like a gimmick. I, I Well, I think it's a gimmick. So I doubt I will actually get a decent workout from this. And like within, you know, I think my first workout was like 45 minutes. Within 20 minutes, I'm like sweating. My legs feel like noodles. My arms feel like noodles. And then my wife, Irene, comes in and she's yeah. just laughing at me. You can see this on stream. She's like I making fun. This. She's very like funny. making fun of me. She's uh telling me that I need to squat lower. Uh she's telling me You did me, need to squat lower. <laughs> this is, okay, but my at that point my <laughs> legs were like complete liquid noodles. Maybe eat fewer noodles. And so then Twitch chat, bless their hearts, they convince Irene to do it, and Irene was like, well, I, I, Irene works out more than I do, so she also did intense, because she had to match slash beat me, and within, like, 15 minutes, she's, like, sweating, and she's, like, apologizing to Twitch chat for making fun of me, because she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize, like, this is a real thing, like, I'm actually, my arms hurt, uh, like, this game made me break a sweat, it's really cool. But, I mean, if you're already going to the gym, I don't know if, like, this is what you need in life. Uh, it is certainly not what I need in life, so <laughs> correct question answered. Although I do I mean, kind of want to fight the workout dragon. I just because it sounds good, but I don't need it for sure. If you're not going to a, a gym, uh, well, if you are going to a gym, yeah, like I said, you probably don't need it. But I guess, like, if there's, like, an off chance where you can't go to the gym and you need, like, a quick 45-minute workout at home... I guess you could do this. I mean, it might be good for those times when I'm traveling and I have to do stuff at the hotel. There's things that there's things in the workout that you don't need the ring for, but you oh also besides like the ring, there's like a leg strap that you put on. So in this case where like the game makes you do crunches. Mm. Oh my favorite. Uh the leg strap is like you you can't use the ring for cr- crunches, but the leg strap uh judges you i guess on that and again <laughs> we're I don't all need judging you thing in my life judging me <laughs> it's, it's it's cool it's it's very cool i i'm wonder where the novelty runs off but somebody i i heard that if you do the recommended workout every day which i think is like 30 minutes it'll take you 90 days to like beat the story mode hmm. so my question is after seven days does uh, person climb out of your whatever screen your switch is attached to and like I don't know did she kill them or oh yeah. this is a yeah a, this a is the ring. ring the ring yeah I get it yes that movie you know that movie <laughs> that movie myth and other things jeez I mean October was just three days ago and how soon you all forget the <laughs> good ghouly gories boy Look, oh boy it is Countdown to Thanksgiving, American style. No, no, no. I've met your husband. It's always Ghouly Gories in your home. Only when I'm not here. He's not allowed to watch Ghouly Gories while I'm here. Oh, man. Because it gives me nightmares. <laughs> okay. So this is our plan for the episode. We have this episode, right. and we have next week's episode, and then Sword and Shield are available. So next week, we're doing something a little bit special. I will leave it there. Uh, you guys can look forward to it next week, but that's next week... Is our um, what? What's the date on that? The the um, sorry, the eleventh. Right. The eleventh. Now it'd be the tenth. No, that the, the well, the tenth. Is... Well, we're the tenth. We're recording. 
Ah, oh, the yes. 11th when it comes out. The yes. 11th is when it comes out. So 11th Better will be the stay. last full normal episode of ISE. And then starting on the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, you'll be getting daily episodes like we've done for Sun and Moon and X and Y. And we skipped Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Pity. Best <laughs> games ever. So there, before we get into news, uh, we just should disclose this. There was the, at this point, as of recording, pretty much all of the Pokemon have leaked from Sword and Shield. Whether that was through somebody, it seemed that somebody probably bought a copy at a Mon Pa shop and they were taking pictures of their Switch screen. But then it looks like that somebody was maybe working in like a warehouse with the guidebook and they were taking pictures of that. And you would assume they were maybe scared they were getting caught because we live in 2019. I don't understand how you can take super blurry photos, even if you had the cheapest (laughs) smartphone in the entire world. And then uh, recently, it looks like somebody else has a has a book as well, uh, a guidebook, and they are taking much better pictures uh, of said guidebook. Um, so that's out there. If you want to go seek that out, I'm sure it's very easy. Let's tackle some news here. Let's start with some anime news. This is off Eurogamer Pokemon news. Pokemon's new TV season. Well, tell us the story of Baby Pikachu. Um, there is a new trailer for uh, the new anime, uh, which I believe... Is there an English version? I only saw the Japanese No, one. no. The English version okay. isn't due until, like, April. But the Japanese version comes out later this month. Because Japan is uh, on top of releasing their anime when the new games come out. <laughs> well, also, they don't have to translate them. That's true. So, uh, the episode synopsis... From Crunchyroll says, in a forest somewhere in Kanto, there once was a lonely Pichu. This Pichu, who was still quite young, had a certain encounter and farewell. This took place shortly before Ash and his partner Pikachu started traveling together. This is the beginning of the anime Pocket Monsters. Hmm. It looks like they're the start of this the season might have some flashbacks to Ash and Pikachu. Uh, I don't know if. Well, pre-Ash Pikachu. Yes, but there there is, is, it, there, okay, is there, it there is is a, it a Pikachu or is it Pichu? This is a Pichu. So this will be okay. Ash's Pikachu as a Pichu, which we've never seen before. So the episode that aired today in Japan shows Ash going back to going somewhere. He gets on a train and leaves Alola, or he, he's on he's on some vehicle. I'm assuming it's a train. I guess it could be something else. <laughs> So they they do have him leaving the Alola region at the end of the season, while Ash, I guess, normally technically gets reboot. I mean, he 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 still has all his Pokemon with Professor Oak, as we saw. In yeah, he drops them all off in Kanto. Sun and Moon. There is a scene from the new trailer where he throws his Pokeball at the wall, the little Pidgey, like when he's late to get his starter Pokemon. So they recreated that scene again. So we don't know fully is, is is that a flashback scene or are they just going to do the first episode again again? Oh. But now that they're like telling a backstory of Pichu, it seems more likely that there's going to be probably a lot of flashbacks in the first couple episodes of how this how their relationship formed. So, oh, interesting. Or would they do all flashbacks or would they just devote like the first episode to sort of getting that backstory and then do flashbacks throughout the seat? season uh i don't know it's it, according to eurogamer this very first episode will be this very pichu focus focused i'm intrigued mm. although 
I have such a hard time watching any kind of television anymore. Look forward to that. Speaking of Sun and Moon, uh, as of Friday, the newest TCG set just came out, Cosmic Eclipse. Uh, this is off Pokemon.com at the eight. Okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Can we talk about how angry all the baby Pokemon I look like, except for Clava, who's always just there for a good time? Did you see, like, the little, if you get emails from Pokemon, there's, like, a little animation in the email of, like, the babies getting ready to battle, like, Palkia and Dialga, and Palkia and I mean, Dialga I, just, like, it, walked I, over. I saw that. Yeah, they're like, uh, bye. <laughs> I'm like, why are these sweet babies so mad? It's, it's very well done and very cute. This says, at the apex of Sun and Moon series, the Pokemon TCG Sun and Moon Cosmic Eclipse expansion boosts the connection of Pokemon and trainers, and it launches tag team combinations to new levels. Jump into battle with Charizard and Braxian GX, Venusaur and Snivy GX, Blastoise and Piplup GX, and Sogaleo and Lunala GX, along with triple tag teams like Arceus and Dialga and Palkia GX, plus many more. Feel the stellar power of Pokemon with Sun and Moon Cosmic Eclipse expansion. Over 230 cards, nine brand new tag team GX, Pokemon GX, seven more Pokemon GX, the first appearance of tag team supporter cards, and more than 20 trainer and new special energy cards. And this set has a whopping 230 cards (laughs) to collect. And five of them are actually good. So I'm assuming the Arceus Dialga Palkia is much like the other trio card never going to see play probably <laughs> like so it 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 has uh one attack and a gx attack and the one attack includes a water a metal and a colorless energy which i can tell you right off the bat most decks don't run two different types of energy um so that already seems pretty bad who knows though i mean there might be they might be it might be so good that it might be worth running a to split energy deck. This I mean, I two bo- energies is not that bad. Yeah, but it's... Three uh, energies, you're asking for too much. Usually it's never three, though. Usually it's like one, all one energy, all like half, like half one energy and like three of a different, or you're running like a Ho-Oh deck where you're running one of every energy. <laughs> and you're like getting them in the discard pile as fast as possible uh, because like that's how Ho-Oh's mechanic always works. I want to say... As I'm like talking and looking this up, I want to say this is the last Sun and Moon set. Oh, it should be. We are done because they've already shown Grookey. They've already shown Grookey, Sablin, Score Bunny cards. Uh, yes, according to Bulbapedia, this is the last Sun and <clears throat> Moon set. And then the next set should be going into Sword and Shield, um, which I don't think, besides the, the cards I just named, Oh, I guess Grookey, Scorbunny, Sobble, Zashian, and Zamazenta V-cards were shown. So that is uh, supposed to come out in Japanese on December 6th, and then in English on February 7th. And the English set will have 87 cards. The Japanese... Oh, sorry. Uh, The English set will have 200 cards, and the Japanese set will have 120, which means that between the time... (laughs) of 
the December release in Japan and the February release in English, Japan will probably have a bunch of mini sets come out like they always do. I think with this, uh, we are we are completely like caught up ish. I think now that co- when Cosmic because Cosmic Encounters just came out, I think Japan and and America are now caught up with sets. I don't think Japan okay. has any cards that we don't at this point. This full art coughing card is incredible looking. The art. Oh, full arts are always great. Yeah, I no mean, doubt. Like from Cosmic, it's so good. Oh, the Roxy card. Yeah, it's incredible. It is very good. I mean the the Magnemite card's cute, and so is the Pikachu. But like the coughing is just like it just like hits you. It's so impactful. <laughs> what the heck are Caitlin and Cynthia doing teaming up? Oh come on. Let's not even stir that <laughs> pot, buddy. <laughs> You are so dubious. How dare you? They are very good friends who enjoy a summer home on the Unova coast. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. Ooh, that Volcarona GX. Heck yeah, I'm buying that as a single and framing it for my wall. That is that is beautiful. Hopefully it's not a Garbo card. Moving on to things you can buy. This is off Pokemon.com, November 1st, plush. Train cars and more holiday surprises at Pokemon Center. Deck the halls with Pikachu, Eevee, and their Pokemon friends thanks to a new line of products. They do this every year. They pick a couple Pokemon and they put Christmassy things to them and they sell them in the shop. The interesting thing they're doing this year, though, is Pokemon Center is debuting a special line of collectible holiday train cars. A new train car will be able will be available for purchase every Monday in November. Once you collect all four train cars, you can arrange them together to form a wonderfully whimsical scene. And uh, as a special gift, you will receive a reusable Pikachu shopping bag if you purchase one or two items. But if you purchase three or more items, you will receive a larger bag as a gift. Bags are available while supplies last. Pre-order items and Funko. Purchases not available for gift offer. Oh, that giant sucking sound was Greg's wallet. <laughs> I want that stupid train. I so know bad. you do. I could just like hear it all the way so over bad. here. By the you want that train around me. your Christmas tree, don't you? Oh, it's just killing me inside. How much I want that stupid train. But by, by the time this episode goes up, we'll know how much it costs. Or each train part costs, and we'll know what it's made out of. I think it looks it looks ceramic, right? Yeah, it's probably like most of those types, which is, is a ceramic table topper. Um, like uh, there's like a million of those style. Um, although I'm on the website right now, and this Deli Bird presents holiday crew net sweatshirt. I also need that incredibly badly. Well, Greg, how the, many here, here's Pokemon the, Christmas items do you have? Here's the. The 200 IQ play, Greg, you put what you want in your cart, and then when the train drops, you add it and you check out. Yeah, I don't have that kind of money. I'm assuming, that, uh, this is my guess, the train is going to be $25. If you want the whole thing, it's $100. that would be, be my guess. Mm, usually they are 30 to 35 Those things are expensive. Um, but they could be, they, I mean, 25 isn't out of the ballpark. I think it's a little low, but... What if you put 
that on your Christmas list, and each of your friends bought you one of the cars. Yeah, it'll be no, because they're going to the sell out. The they're, gonna, they're instantly selling out on Monday. There's not a doubt in my mind that this is what's yeah. going to happen. I'm going to buy train car number one, and then I'm going to sleep through train car number two, <laughs> and then I'm going to get three or four, and then I got to resort to eBay to spend like eighty dollars on train car number two. Otherwise, oh, I'm not going to have. On. That's a hundred percent what's going to happen. Yeah. Although I guess it gives me a reason to wake up early on Mondays. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely looking and seeing how much they are and deciding if I want it. Um, I'm just excited that the Pokemon ornaments that I bought back at Target in 1999, <laughs> the fat Pikachu will once again be relevant. Because really? the, the ornament was the old style Pikachu. So now that it's Gigantamax, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's the Gigantamax Pikachu. You're going to get that uh, Pokemon Holiday Pokeball Tree Topper? Tree to- Where's the Tree Topper? Uh, just click on the Holiday Collection. It's like the six items. Oh, no, that's... that's It's ugly. What about the, what about the $50 Holiday Skirt? So I would be tempted to get that, except the dogs always attack that fringe. And since it's on the ground because it's a skirt, like... All I do all holiday is get them away from the fuzz. So that's a that's a no-go for me, unfortunately. I am very tempted by the Chespin Snowman, which is beyond cute. Oh, that that's been in stock for for years now. I doesn't matter. I'm still tempted by it. <laughs> uh the Pikachu Holiday Pokéball stocking hook. Okay. Super cute. The Volpex stocking holiday crew neck Actually, all the crew necks I adore, but I think the Deli Bird Presents is the best. And the I don't have an Eevee ornament. Ornaments are my weakness. Like, my Christmas tree is absolutely... I usually buy one ornament a year, like, new to add. And since I don't have an Eevee, like, I feel like I absolutely bucks? have to... Look. That's, that's actually about, not that expensive, that's not for, that expensive an for an ornament. I mean, depending what it's made out of, it looks like it's made out of plastic, resin. which is ideal. Because then it won't fall and break as easily. Yeah. Because I have some very expensive ornaments that I'm like, I, I am so nervous putting that on the tree every year because I don't want it to fall and break. But I'm very, very tempted by this Eevee holiday ornament because I do need a new ornament this year. Um, it and is I super add, cute. It yeah, is so like it. cute. It's so well done. It's got the little bell in its mouth. It's subtle. It's giving me the wink like, hey, it's Christmas. Wink. Love it. I hate Christmas. So... Well, I will not be spending any money. You're 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 saving money left and right then. Yep. I will take all of your Christmas for you. You may have it. I oh, appreciate it all to you. You're local. You can decide if you want my Christmas mix this year or not. On a CD? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I can't do CDs more because it's hard to burn them. Nothing burn nothing burns CDs in my house anymore. <laughs> Jeez. It's uh, true. Like nobody burns CDs anymore. I have nothing that works. This is off Pokemon Go Live. Cobalion, the Iron Will Pokemon, come into five-star raids. The Steel and Fighting Legendary Pokemon is to have a body and heart of steel. It will be from Monday, November 4th, so when this podcast goes up, to Tuesday, November 26th. Cobalion is part of a trio of Pokemon mm-hmm. said to have challenged humans in order to protect other Pokemon. The three are rarely seen apart, so look forward, forward to meeting the other two soon. In the meanwhile, go build up your teams in preparation for battle. Yeah, I'm going to have to get this thing. The swords, I love the Swords of Justice a lot. 
They're pretty. They're pretty all right. Yeah. Um. This. <laughs> this pretty all right. Well, okay. The movie. Swords out. Not, movie. Not good. Not, not good. Not good. But better than the power of us. Yeah. Well. <laughs> look. <laughs> that's not. That's not a high bar. Okay. I'm actually curious of what they'll do with this, because just like how the three Reggies are kind of required lore-wise to summon Regigigas, the three in this trio are kind of part of the lore of Keldeo, and how Keldeo wants to be part of the trio, hence that movie. That movie is literally focused on Keldeo trying to be part of the the Musketeer trio. Keldeo's name is in the name of the movie, yes. (laughs) That That's being, just things that makes things worse. That being said, they they did do an event, which was, I would say, lore-wise. We talked about this on the show of, like, maybe they'll have an event where you kind of have to catch all three or have all three in your party in order to catch Regigigas, and they pretty much did that this weekend. Uh, I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask you guys anyways. Did you participate in the Regigigas Colossal event? <sighs> Greg, you go first. No, my D&D group. Was could finally meet, so I did that instead. That's fine. Okay, so I spent the eight dollars. <laughs> you Wh- didn't what? do it. Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right. I was like, let me go out on a limb, and I spent the eight dollars. <laughs> okay, seven ninety nine in the U.S. Sure. And on Saturdays, uh, I'm back to my old schedule of where I do like a six mile hike on Saturdays. And that's a good like Pokemon Go thing for me. So I was out there doing my hike. It hit 11 a.m. I talked to the professor and he's like, here's your first task. And the way I looked at it was... I thought they gave me a complete on the first part because I have uh, Regice. Oh, already. sure. Yeah. And then it was like, catch eight rock Pokemon, evolve eight rock Pokemon. And I did those. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's not going to the next step. What's up? And then I looked at it again. And it was like, you need to catch one of the Regis in a raid. And I was like... Well, I'm not going to be doing any raids today, so the end. Oh! <laughs> well, you I mean, you live so close to the mall, it would have been so easy. It would have been easy. Well, except that that involves going to the mall, which is oh, not easy. Oh, I see. See, once you live in Minnesota, all of a sudden it becomes an effort to go to the mall. Not, I not mean, that a, mall, not it's an, an effort, effort to go to. but the... People, the humanity of it. I was not in a people mood okay, yesterday, okay. so um, I, I shared my thoughts on Twitter. Greg, you didn't do it, so if you have any questions regarding this event, uh, okay, feel free to ask. I know that all the Regis were shiny because I saw I Irene got a shiny Regis deal, which like was that like the excitement that was the highlight of the day? Sh- sure, yeah. Uh, her getting <laughs> her getting a shiny was very ex- her getting the shiny she really wanted out of any shiny ever released in Pokemon history was was very exciting. I was I was very happy that she walked away with uh, shiny Regis steel because that is top three of her favorite Pokemon all time. So how many steps, like, how many steps were in the, was it, like, the seven-stepper? Was it a three-stepper? It was a four-step. So, uh, real quick, just to piggyback off this Cobalion, I can totally see them doing the Regigigas event again 
in the future for whatever, another $8 to get Keldeo. Uh, we're to the point now in Pokemon Go where there are too many mythical Pokemon or just too many legendary Pokemon in general. In this case with Regigigas, because it was so tied to lore, uh, we on the show you know, a couple months ago said, hey, maybe they'll have Reggie's come back and you'll have to catch all three to get Regigigas to show up. And then we were like, ah, that doesn't really make sense for a lot of people. But they kind of did that, technically. I mean, now that that event is over... Uh, Regigigas will appear in EX raids, so you won't have to require to do those said. You don't need those said Regis to do that. Um, but uh, the overall quest did uh, did provide some flexibility. So step one, what what Will said of it was it was evolve seven rock Pokemon, catch seven rock Pokemon, right? Yep. And then it was. Uh, Catch either a Reggie Rock, a Reg Ice, or a Reggie Steel. If Will would have done that last part, Quest Two was catch seven Steel Pokemon or seven Ice Pokemon, evolve seven Ice Pokemon, and then again catch a Reggie Rock, a Reggie Ice, Reg Ice, or a Reggie Steel. As you can guess, number three is uh, catch seven Steel, evolve seven Steel, and then catch a Reg Ice, Reggie Steel, or Reggie Rock, which is so all in all, you had to catch, you had to do and complete and catch three Pokemon from raids. Uh, but it was nice in the sense that, oh, like, I keep seeing Regice, but I really need a Registeel. The final quest was the take a picture of all three of them. So even though you, you could do three Regice, the final quest required you to take a picture of a Regice, then a Registeel, then a Reggie Rock, and then... Reggie Gigas will show up. So I thought, like, overall, the the quest was good. If you're a hardcore player of the game, uh, you probably could have evolved seven rock Pokemon, seven steel Pokemon, and seven ice Pokemon right away. Uh, if you were not a hardcore player, you would have had to spend a little more time catching those Sfeels, uh, or catching those Aerons, or catching those Geodudes. And um, they were plentiful, but, you know, you have to catch with Pinap, you know, four or five evolve one catch another four or five evolve one um so it, it it was pretty easy uh and i think well paced for somebody who maybe doesn't play pokemon go a lot uh, but also not like annoying to the aspect of you know maybe a hardcore player who probably didn't really care about the quest line they just more so wanted the the rewards i suppose i mean i wanted the rewards but their barrier was too yeah. high. But also, I can, like, in the future, do this, right? It's yeah, not taken yeah, you... away from me just because I'm out of the time. The only requirement for the time was, like, that you buy the pass during that time. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, down the line, we will see no shortage of Reg, the Reggies coming back <laughs> and being recycled. Uh, I think, though, for the $8, I think, uh, so, so I guess, uh, so for the $8, I would say it was worth it. I went to uh, a brand new place that I've never played Pokemon Go, uh, which can always go either very good or very poorly. Uh, I would say it went neither. I would say it wasn't the best place to play. It wasn't the worst place to play. Uh, in Milwaukee, there wasn't a good place uh, outside that would have... Uh, raids and stops that didn't require me walking around in 34 degree weather Fahrenheit a couple things that they did I think I had the expectation and I think a lot of people also had the expectation that this would feel like a community day 
Uh, and what I mean by that is that there will be increased number of spawns of the Pokemon they said they were going to feature, which would have been like Geodude, Aeron, Sfeel, um, and they talked about Skarmory being finally shiny, and that when you pay the $7.99, you'll get your 10 raid passes, you'll get your pose, you'll get your Regigigas, uh, you'll get special quests, and there will be more raids for everyone to do, not specifically to pass holders. The only thing the pass holder is getting besides the free raid passes and the pose and the metal and the Regigigas guaranteed. Oh, what's the pose? Uh, I don't know. It kind of looks like you're flossing. It's not particularly good. Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't pay eight bucks for that then. <laughs> the the thing that the pass holders were specifically getting was unique quests, and those unique quests were you know battle a friend, trade with a friend, add a new friend, or complete a raid. And when you did that, you would either got like an Aerodactyl, a Skarmory, a Chuckle, or um, uh, I, something else that could be shiny or sought after. The mall I went to had about 19 stops, so that was 19 chances, I guess, of getting a shiny Skarmory. Spoiler, I didn't get one. And there were seven gyms there, although one seemed to be EX blocked, so it was never popping up a, a, a gym. But what was nice is instead of these being tier 5 gym, tier five raids, they ended up being tier 4s, and the instead of having like a, you know, 230 or whatever the default timer is for a tier 5, they had a 300 second timer. Um, so it was very easy to have three people at minimum be able to do these and kind of move on to the next one. Oh, that's one. nice. And what was really cool is once you completed it, about 20 minutes after that raid was complete, another raid would start queuing up again. Um, and they would have 15-minute timers, not 45-minute timers. You complete a raid, that raid finally expires. About 20 minutes later, a 15-timer pops. So it was very easy once you got to one end of the mall being like, oh, in nine minutes, we're going to be able to do another Reggie Rock over here. So we'll just walk back. I think there was some disappointment that this wasn't a community day, as in your eye, like there were no s- special shininess for for <laughs> like... Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't get an increased shininess for Swinub or, or Geodude, which I think did bump out people. Um, so instead of feeling like a community day, it almost felt like one of those raid hours, like the Gengar, or the Articuno, or the Lapras. Oh. It felt like that. But instead of, you know, you doing a raid and moving on, that raid will repop again in a little bit. Uh, so I think there was some expectation. And to be fair, to be completely fair, Niantic never said there was going to be increased shinies or anything like that or increased spawns for ticket holders. Uh, they did say there would be an increased amount of raids, and they did deliver on this. So I don't know if this falls into the department of people setting their own expectations and being disappointed by that. As, you know, paying $7, $7.99 for uh, what I consider it to be like a raid day like Lapras or Articuno or Gengar, uh, the difference is instead of it being three hours, it was eight hours. And a lot of people vocally said they wish these days were longer because... They might not. They might be at work during the three-hour period, um, so I think it did accomplish that. And I guess it bo- added on bonus quests that you could do uh, to get a chance for a shiny Skarmory. But it didn't feel like a Go Fest. It did not feel like a Safari Zone, and it did not feel like a Community Day. The closest thing I could say that it felt to was like the Lapras, Gengar, Articuno thing that. For the most part, people seem to like those. But overall, long story short, too long didn't read. 
$8 to me is nothing because when I get a meal at Five Guys or at Burger King, like that is usually about 9 to $11. I felt like I walked away with some enjoyment of what I did. I would have done more than 10 raids anyways, so I got 10 passes for $8. I got a free pose, which normally is $5, I guess. I got a medal, which means literally nothing, but it, it was cool to look at, I suppose. And I thought the, you know, the, I thought the quest was fun. I thought, like, doing the, like, things in a row, even though it took me 90 minutes or so, I thought it was fun. Like, it was a good reason to get out of the house and play Pokemon Go and walk away with a Regigigas. So, uh, I don't really feel burned, but at the same time, I, if you didn't do it, I don't feel like you missed anything. Um... So, or if you partially did it, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's it's like hard to recommend. Would I like pay for another event in the future? Yeah, probably because I like I said I don't think I don't think they like screwed me on cost, but at the same time I didn't think it was particularly exciting. Uh I think what we'll learn from this just like the first time they did uh, what was that? It was like the it was it was uh Feebass. Everyone hated Feebass, and then they made yeah. it better when Clan Pearl came out. I would only assume that they're going to probably make it a little bit better. I don't know what that is, and I think that's the important talking point. I because if if people were expecting like shiny rates to be boosted because they paid eight dollars, at what line are we drawing for Niantic to charge us to increase our luck like a shiny charm? But I guess you could argue that for go fast but at the s- yeah it's but, i mean uh, you are yeah there's a level of value that they have to weigh right like the fact that you even though it was you know eight hours that day and you didn't have to do all eight i i only did six i think there is sort of like was i getting the value out of spending that money because like you can say, well, I would have spent that money on food, but you need to, you need food. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is something but you, you don't need, need to eat. five guys. Oh yeah, no, nobody but needs you need five something. guys. And like, there is a level of, okay, what, what did I get eight dollars worth of value out of this event? And I think that's going to be very. I think that will vary a lot between each person obviously like if they saw it but i think people who thought oh this should be like a regular community day and didn't get that like that wouldn't have been a hard thing to do for eight dollars for a a large event that sort of celebrated the reggies so i i get that a little bit like although i would i don't know what a better value looks like like i don't know what that is so he- here's what I was thinking, actually, because I, I kind of saw this go around. There was the, I can't remember what it was specifically called. It was like the welcome back thing that they did, the quest line. Um, I might actually still have it active here. It was called. Yeah, the one to like jumpstart people. Jumpstart research. Yeah. So the jumpstart research was to, you know, help people get back into Pokemon Go, give them a lot of stardust, give them some candy, you know, let them get like a Dragonite pretty easily. That quest line guaranteed you a free shiny Eevee. There, I think we've said this about community days and stuff before, where some people are like, "This event was amazing because I got X amount of shinies," <laughs> or "This event sucked because I didn't get any shinies." A lot of people judge their 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 days right. like that. Um, which I mean is your 
everyone has a different enjoyment in Pokemon Go. But if the quest line maybe be maybe guaranteed you a shiny Skarmory, uh, I think people probably would have walked away pretty positive. And before anyone was like, "Well, they shouldn't be handing out free shinies," uh, why they yeah, they did why? the why it's they the did the easiest thing to do. They do it all the time for the main series game. Right now, you can go to GameStop and get a shiny Lunala or Sogaleo. Ooh, thanks for the reminder, Greg. When are we going? <laughs> uh, I don't know. When do you want to go? And I don't, I don't mm. really see it as paying for. I mean, I guess you could say like you're paying for a shiny, but you're paying for an event. It's weird to sort of be like my line is I don't want to pay for a shiny. It's like, but like if you're paying seven dollars just for the shiny, isn't that more yeah. like on you instead of like the thing they are they're offering you an experience and experiences cost right. money. You could right. pay seven dollars to go to a water park, or you could sit in your bathtub and what turn water? on turn on what? the, yeah, the like, what? what backyard water park is seven dollars? Plus, scary water parks are you going to, Steve? It cost me twenty dollars to go to the zoo last night and look at pumpkins. Steve's backyard water park, seven bucks. Come on down. It's a slip and slide that I look, froze because it's November. Look, podcasting doesn't pay the bills. I had to, I had to dig a hole in my backyard. I put a water slide back there. I'm only charging oh, you guys eight wow. bucks. Now what? Why did it go up a dollar? Yeah, eight bucks and a shiny. <laughs> I will trade Not you. Not even a guarantee to be on stream. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Come to Steve's backyard <laughs> barbecue. I got. I'll serve you up backyard some backyard barbecue and slip and slide. <laughs> I'll serve you up some McRibs. I'll trade. Oh, I'll trade is you McRibs back. Uh, I think the McRib is back. If if anything from this podcast, one go to GameStop, get yourself a shiny Sogaleo, and on your way back, go ahead and stop at McDonald's, get you a McRib, and then come my and way then and then by Steve's. Seven dollar water park. Uh, Steve Super Sketch seven dollar water park. <laughs> yeah, water park. Buy you insurance. It, I, I, it's like the same argument as the Pokeball Plus, where yes. some people see that as a fifty dollar Mew, and I don't agree with those people uh, because one, there's multiple ways to get Mew, uh, and there has been for twenty some years. Heck. If for whatever reason, if you still had my Pokemon Ranch on your Nintendo Wii sitting in your parents' basement, you get yourself unlim <laughs> unlimited amounts of Mews. Cause I have that. Because it just literally spits out unlimited Mews. So if you're looking at the Pokeball Plus and you're saying, I'm paying $50 for a Mew, one, there's other ways to get Mew. There will always be more ways to get Mew in the future. But you're paying for a controller that works like a Joy-Con, and Joy-Cons yep. are $40. You're paying for something that also has the compatibility of a Pokeball Plus or a Pokemon and, Pokemon Go Plus, which is thirty five dollars, yep. and you're getting a Mew, and you're getting a device that works with two Pokemon games. Let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu and Sword and Shield. That when you put a Pokemon on said device, it will give you rewards into your game. So for me, I never see I never and a Pokewalker. And the best part, it's a Pokewalker. Uh, so I've never saw that Priceless. as a. I never saw that as a fifty dollar Mew. I saw that as a controller and a Pokeball Plus with added features. 
So you could look at an event like the Regigigas event, and if they offered a free shiny, you would have some people look at that as a $7 shiny. But I would look at it as unexperienced that I'm doing with friends where I'm getting a Regigigas and I am doing a quest line and I am getting Stardust and I am getting experience and I'm getting, I am doing something, I guess. I don't know. I just don't, I, I think that like offering a shiny isn't outside of what has been offered in both Pokemon Go and the main series stuff. I don't know if that makes it a better value uh, or more enticing it was the first time they did this, so there's plenty of room for improvement. Right. But as is, I don't think I wasted my money. Um, but, I, I mean, some people might feel like they they did. I thought it was okay, though. I didn't think it was great. I just thought it was like, okay, sure. We did it. It was something to do on a Saturday afternoon. Safer than your water park, that's for damn sure. So the one thing, if, if, if like, uh, Niantic came to me and said, Will Anderson... We noticed that you spent the $8 and you didn't even get past the first step. What what could we do to improve the experience for you so that you would have gotten more out of it? I would say, please offer, like, even if you have to offer two tickets, right? Offer one ticket for people who like to do raids and do the social aspects of Pokemon Go. And then offer another ticket that's like, you can completely do this solo, and maybe make it harder or something like you have to catch more Pokemon or do something like that. But give me an option that does not involve raids because I just, I, I don't mean, have the time and effort for it. And not, I mean, misanthropic reasons aside, for people who are in rural areas who don't have access to raids, it would be nice to have that option for them to participate. So I, I support the idea for that reason. Like, that, you know, it's hard for people who live in sparse areas or on Salami Island who don't have access to full raids. Well, but, you know, it's like, I have tremendous compassion now for those people because, like, in D.C., I could walk from my house, I could do a 1.5-mile walk just around my neighborhood and hit 20 Pokestops. I took a six-mile walk yesterday from my house through St. Paul and back, and I didn't even hit 10. You know why? Don't say bad things about St. Paul. Don't do it. (laughs) People of St. Paul are fine and gentle folk. Yeah, but they haven't built any Pokestops, have they? It's hard for me to feel bad for you, Will, because you're literally (laughs) 15 minutes away from the best place to play Pokemon Go indoors in the entire world. And you're on the light rail. Like, I mean, like right best, rail. You could, best you could, is a... Uh, you could, you could <laughs> maybe argue that there. like Disney World is a better place to play Pokemon that's Go. That's expensive. But that's outside. In the hot sun. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I am technically in a city of a similar size to DC, but even here, there are not as many Pokestops as there are in DC. So for somebody who's in a rural area, I can imagine it's even worse. Yes. Yeah, so this event was nice though that in you know, instead of like uh the Gengar raid day, you do that one Gengar now that gym is expired for the rest of the three hours. In this case, in a couple minutes after the raid is complete, it's going to spawn another raid. Um so for people in rural areas, as long as your gym um wasn't an EX gym that was getting blocked because of how EX gyms block out for the entire day. 
you probably would have seen six to eight raids in the eight hours at that same gym pop over and over and over again. Which in that case, I don't <laughs> you just stand around it and wait for the next one. Yeah, and I wish I had known that because there's actually a gym that you can reach if you just stand in the right corner of my building. <laughs> yes, it's true. But I mean, I'm not I like I wasn't super, super disappointed, but there is there is a high ceiling uh, of improvement that Niantic can hit with uh, future events of these. And um, I think we said like two, three weeks ago that we we ultimately think that these will kind of replace Pokemon Go Fest uh, in the in the iteration of this weekend, uh, not even close. And I still think we'll probably get more Pokemon Go Fest into 2020, but I think once they find the right balance of what they want a player to do for how long, for how much, I th- I, I think that ultimately this will make more money than a GoFest will ever do for them. Which is not particularly good for us, but I know they listen to what people do or do not want in Pokemon Go. Hey, hello, hi, how are you? SPJ here. Normally there's a musical break, but of course it is the beginning of the month, which means that I take a couple seconds of this episode to tell you that this is my full-time job podcasting and creating content on Twitch, or how I pay my bills. That's not what it used to be, but... I've been doing it for about two years now, actually, uh, two years strong. So I'm able to do that because of listeners who support on Patreon. I know that most podcasts have some sort of Patreon spiel, 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 uh, like the Pokemon that evolves into Walrein, that there's a middle evolution in there somewhere. Anyways... We try not to do, we try not to promote the Patreon too much. I can get annoying, so I try to do just a little bit of a, a thing the first of the month. But uh, revamped, a l- slightly changed some of the Patreon rewards. So if you haven't checked it out in the past six months, might be a good idea to check it out. But if you're curious what it is, Patreon is a website that you can sign up for. And you can set it for like $1 a month or $2 a month or $5 a month. And then that money helps support me. Uh, But for $2 a month, you get access to our Slack community, uh, which has a ton of active people. Very nice. I've been told. They tell me to... They yell at me. They say, hey, you need to promote the Slack more because everyone here is really nice and really great. So if you're looking for trainers, especially with Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield coming up, that you want to trade with, battle with, talk with, laugh with, cry with, uh, you might consider checking out the Patreon, isc.cash or the long way patreon.com slash it's super effective or the easy way just uh looking in your show notes in your podcast app and then clicking the little button that says support on patreon all three of those ways work uh and it's a pretty easy way to support the show if you want to support at a higher tier uh you can get on my pokemon go friends list if that's something important to you you can get a shout out at the end of the episode again if that's something important to you if you like receiving physical mail I send out seasonal uh, postcards in the spring, fall, summer, winter. I usually include stickers and stuff with that. Tons of rewards for different ways if you want to support. Uh, if you can't afford to, that's something not financially you're not in not in the market for. Maybe you just don't want to. 
totally cool. The fact that you're listening to this episode is is support as well. That's my spiel. 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 Uh, that's my ice slash water type Pokemon. Uh, hopefully uh, you've been enjoying this episode. Uh, ho- hopefully you enjoy the sword and shield stuff coming coming down the pipeline that uh, that I'm very excited to produce for you guys. I think you guys will really like it. Daily episodes and stuff. If, if you did not listen to our Let's Go or our Sun and Moon or our Ultra Sun and Moon stuff, uh, we do a mini-series that will be coming out pretty much every day for the for like two weeks when Sword and Shield drops, so you don't have to wait every Monday to listen. You can kind of get like 20 to 30 minute episodes every single day for those games coming out. So I'm excited. It should be a great rest of the year Pokemon-wise uh, with new games and whatnot. But uh, I'll let you get back to the episode. Thank you for listening to me rant. Uh, Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective. But enjoy the episode. And we are back from our break. We are here with Real Breaking Nate. How are you, man? I'm doing good. It, it's I'm a little nervous to be on the podcast because I'm a big fan, and so I don't want to make a fool of myself. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. This is this is funny because we've been trying to uh, plan this for since uh, Pokemon Go Fest. I think at this point. Yeah, which was what? That was when was Pokemon Go Fest? Was that end of early August, end of, end of July? I can't remember exactly. I think it was. Yeah, that's wh- that's where you met uh, for yeah. the first time too. And it, a weird a weird story, real fast of of how we met there. I was with um, Super Duper Danny, another uh, Pokemon content creator, and she had tweeted out that she was there, and um, and then I started to like freak out a little bit because I was like, oh my god, how did how does he know you? how does he know you? And you were talking about like meeting up and I'm like, Oh my God, Danny, you have to reply back. Like right now we have to go meet up with him. Cause I wanted to meet you really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, so, yeah, I do. I do remember this. I don't even remember how I like discovered Danny either, but yeah, well, it's a small world sometimes. <laughs> right. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I, and she had never mentioned that she had kind of like knew you. So it was just a very spur of the moment. And I was like, hardcore listening to your podcast though but yeah here we are here we are uh for for my listeners who are you i guess i i I, your name is nate obviously in in your name of your your youtube channel but uh who are you for listeners um i mean that's a good question because i'm still trying to figure out who i am but i go by real breaking nate on youtube and all the social media platforms but i do um i do Pokemon content and I mix it with like my family life and just kind of what's going on in my world. So um, I guess most people would consider me a Pokemon channel, but I just kind of consider myself um, more of just kind of like, um, I don't know, just like a a vlogger, if if that makes sense. Yeah. But but um, but uh, there's Pokemon in it. I yeah. mean, but obviously, I mean, if the underlying the undertone is it's a Pokemon channel, but it's a very unique take of including like my wife and my dog in the channel and just like, you know, what's going on in our lives like that. And then there's Pokemon as well. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, and it, it's it's my full time, my full time. I hate calling it a job because I, I, it doesn't feel like a job to me, um, but it is my full time job technically. OK, OK. Before we kind of get to the, I guess, the job part of things. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> w- 
why specifically like Pokemon? I'm assuming there was like one point in your life where Pokemon grabbed your attention, whether that was like the TCG or the anime or the video game or the merchandise. It's really just the whole. So I've always been a collector of just things in general. So I've always collected something in my life. Um, I remember my parents used to take uh, we, we used to go on the weekends to antique stores all the time, and I absolutely hated it. And in order to enjoy it, I started to collect things from antique stores. Uh, so I've just always been a, a collector mindset. And then when Pokemon came about in the 90s, the whole motto is got to collect them all, you know, got to catch them all and got to collect everything. Um, so that really like spoke to me uh, at, at a, like a whole new level. Like the whole motto is, you know, you've got to collect everything. So I've been a fan since the 90s, since it first came out. And I know I played I played red and blue when it first came out. I love the I love the video games, but there's just something about the card game that just I, I have no idea. It just makes me extremely, extremely happy. Like there's no extravagant answer behind it. But the card game just makes me so happy because every time you open up a booster pack, it's just like this big mystery. Like what is inside this booster pack? Is it going to be something really, really good? Or is it something that I've pulled, you know, 10 times now? I don't know. There's just I just it makes me happy. That's just there's no <laughs> big answer to it, you know? I'm not trying to, you know, give you something, some crazy extravagant answer. It's just, it makes me happy. Sure. Did you also like suffer the same thing as most 90 kids where you like fell out of Pokemon for like two or three years and then came back? Oh, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't. Um, I didn't completely fall out. You know, you kind of hit that phase to where you start to, I mean, obviously you're growing up as, uh, as a person. And, you know, you're discovering new things. You're trying to figure out who you are. Um, I think I was in I think I was in fourth or fifth grade when Pokemon hit the United States. And so kind of as you start to grow up, you know, you, you start to you learn about other things and you get interested in other things. And uh, Pokemon wasn't as prominent in my life, but it was I was still a fan of it. I was still buying stuff um, and things like that. Um, but I did have that period to where it was like, um, you know, I was getting into other things like I had just gotten into wrestling, too. So I was watching a lot of wrestling and buying wrestling stuff. Um, but then those wrestling Pokemon... TCG cards. <laughs> did you play that game? No, 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 I didn't. I, I wanted them, though, because wrestling came out. Uh, yeah, wrestling was like my thing after Pokemon for a hot minute. And so right. the natural transition was like, well, I had Pokemon cards and there's like these wrestling cards at Target. But my parents would never get them for me. I, I think it was just kind of like the 90s thing. You know what I mean? So like you're a kid and you just kind of grab on to whatever's popular at the time. Mm -hmm. Like So like Pokemon was popular and then wrestling had its big boom in the late 90s. So everybody was into wrestling. Um, and, and then I, I think at the end of the day, you kind of circle back around to what really makes you happy. And at the end of the day, you know, years later it's still Pokemon that's making me happy and stuck around. Yeah. Wrestling fan. Not so much, but I mean, <laughs> I still am, but not as hardcore as yeah. I was. Totally. From Pokemon to, you know, living your life and then coming back to Pokemon. Was that also the same time you decided to get into content creation or was that like totally different? Cause for me, um, specifically I fell out of Pokemon like most people did in like middle school and maybe like the start of high school. And then mm -hmm. I got back in with Diamond and Pearl. And then it wasn't until 
Dark Gold Soul Silver, where I thought to myself, like, I want to make content because there's a lack of, well, in my case, podcasts. There was there was yeah. like four or five podcasts in iTunes, and and three of them haven't po- didn't post an episode for you know years, and then two of them. Uh, they did post episodes, but it was like once a month, and I was like, Ugh, I I need like a weekly show, so exactly. I'm going to make it myself. Consistency is key. So was that like was that for you? Like you circled back to Pokemon, and then you were like, I want to fill some void, or was it like I'm already making content, and now I want to add Pokemon to it? It was kind of a weird uh, a weird journey for me. So I I just I had gotten like hardcore back into Pokemon, and not with the expectation of making content out of it i got into content creating because i was uh uh, kind of a long story but i was a manager at american eagle and i went in one day and i was just i was fed up working there i was fed up like working and not not working in general but working there um i was just fed up with it and i was tired of like people telling me what to do and things like that. Um, not in a rebel sense, but just, you know, in a working sense. And so I went in one day and I had my keys and I just, I threw them on the table and said, I quit. I'm going to go be a YouTuber. (laughs) 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 And, um, I tried that for a while and it didn't work. Okay. And you're um, telling me every YouTuber's dream of, I want to be a YouTuber sometimes (laughs) doesn't work. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Crazy. Um, and so I, I spent a year trying to create content and kind of figuring out my voice. Um, and it just didn't it didn't work. And, you know, I'm sure as you have realized at times creating content like, um, you know, I uh, I need some money. I better go find a job. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because I had just gotten it was so it, the thing was, is I had quit my job at American Eagle two months before getting married so um that was a big a big issue yeah uh, if you need a way to throw out money very quickly right you get married and it'll suck all your money (laughs) exactly exactly so um that was a little worrisome but we still got married obviously but um i went and got a job at a local donut shop in my town a small town of like no more than six thousand people Uh, a donut shop had went and had opened up i went and applied and started uh started essentially just making donuts and dipping donuts into icing and they knew i had a passion for creating content so they let me be in charge of their um of their social media and their marketing that kind of reignited my passion for content creating weirdly enough and so i started creating content again and i was creating a lot of content on instagram more than i was anything else uh, and i started making pokemon posts on instagram and people were like really enjoying them and i was like this is this is so crazy like i didn't know there was this huge online community of people that enjoyed pokemon and just and sharing their passion with other people um, and then I kind of transitioned it over to YouTube and, um, I kind of found my voice, uh, weirdly enough, I found my voice of just being myself. Um, I think when people start to create content, they always think like they have to be some certain way. Uh, and I just started being myself and just started being like my wacky, trying to be funny. At least I think I'm funny <laughs> trying to just, just have a good time and, and laugh and smile and just make people's day brighter. Uh, bring a smile to their face and and it worked i guess 
I, I, it's, it's weird. It's weird to think that just being yourself and sharing your passion um, can lead to something like this. Yeah. How, how long ago was that, the Instagram, um, from donuts to Instagram? Um, donuts to Instagram. Oh, that's a book right there. <laughs> if I ever write a book, <laughs> that's the title. Um, uh, so it would have been like late 2016, early 2017 would okay. have been the period. Yeah, that seems right. That seems like where Instagram really kind of blew up 2016-ish. It was one of those platforms that like, oh, that's just where the kids are. Nobody else is on there. And then look at it now. It's huge. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, TikTok's going to be the same way. I'm saying it right now. But um, and then I just transitioned everything over or I didn't transition. I just started doing stuff, expanding it to YouTube. And um, it just it started like blew up one day. Uh, it literally like I don't I didn't have some sort of like secret game plan or something like that. It just literally blew up. And um, August of 2017, um, I quit my full time job at the donut shop and was like, hey, if, if I'm going to if, if I'm serious about this, I have to quit this job and I have to go into content creating. Um, I have to jump into the pool, essentially, like I can't dip my toes. I have to jump in. And it was a big leap of faith. It's one of the scariest things I ever did in my entire life was to quit a full time job to believe in myself um, to do content creating. And it's still working to this day. So fingers crossed it keeps going that way. <laughs> well, I don't think the Pokemon company is going to stop making TCG cards anytime soon. So I know you right? have. I always tell people like I feel I feel like Pokemon is safe because a lot of times people always ask me like, what are you going to do when when Pokemon goes away? I'm like, I don't ever see that happening. I, I, I think Pokemon is here to stay. And I think a lot of my, uh, a lot of, um, I don't, I don't like calling it a fan base because I, I consider everybody friends. So, um, I'll say fan base or friends, but I, I think a lot of people come to the channel to just enjoy our time together. Uh, they enjoy the Pokemon stuff there, but they enjoy the time together. Cause I, I, I talk about my anxiety, depression, just going through life situations. So, um, I think people really, really enjoy that. So if Pokemon ever did go away, I wouldn't be too concerned. I mean, I'd be concerned personally because I am uh, absolutely a little too obsessed with Pokemon. But <laughs> <laughs> as far as content creating, I don't think I'd be crazy concerned. Yeah, I was going to say, if not Pokemon, like what else would you be doing? But it sounds like you'd probably be pretty all right at doing social media for any kind of company. I I, I feel like I would. Um, I, I think if to say if Pokemon ever stopped, let's say it stopped tomorrow for some weird reason, and I think, obviously, I would have a little bit of trouble with the transition, um, but I, I love just positive thinking and and um, just kind of like motivational talks. So I feel like I could do something um, motivation speaking on on YouTube. All right, or, all right, or just or just sharing my life in in general. I don't I don't know. It's something along those lines. But I feel like I feel like uh, my fan base would enjoy that. So we have a new game coming out. We're sneaking this interview in like less than two weeks uh, yes. before Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield come out. Uh, I'm sure you're very excited for that. Maybe maybe for the video games, but oh, yeah. I, obviously they're coming with the, the TCG too. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously you come to my channel, you see a lot of TCG stuff, but um, I, I love anything that Pokemon releases. So I get I get hyped about everything that they release. Uh, I'm a total fanboy. I, I can't help it. That's who I am. Um, <laughs> and now, not everything that they release, I enjoy. 
Um, but the initial phase of them releasing it, I get excited. So I am 100% hyped for Sword and Shield. Was there a, a new Pokemon they've shown that caught your attention? Oh, it's Surfetched. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All How right. could you not like Surfetched? It's true. Uh, it, it's, I feel like it's long overdue for Farfetch'd to have some some evolution form. It, it, it's, it's, it's one of those Pokemon that's like, I don't know. I think it's kind of secretly one of everybody's favorite Pokemon, Farfetch'd, but nobody wants to admit it. I, I've said this before on the show or or whatnot, but I feel like Farfetch has always been pretty popular, but like I right? don't think anyone has like a secret popularity for like the love of quillfish. I don't think anyone's like <laughs> like rolling up to a bar and pulling up their sleeve and showing off like a quillfish tattoo. I just don't right? think that <laughs> don't think it that is. person exists out there. But for Farfetch'd, I think it does exist. I, oh, a hundred percent. I I am sure I'm sure with a couple of quick Google searches. Uh, you can find some real hardcore Farfetch fans. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I, I, so that's what I'm excited about right now is Surfetched. Um, but I'm I'm just waiting for that Galarian version of Psyduck. Galarian that's, Psyduck. Oh, yes, it, it, there's got to be one, right? <laughs> right? How is there not one at this point? Yeah, Psyduck's pretty popular, right? I, and I feel like, and that's also the downfall too. I feel like it's so popular that they won't want to mess with it. Mm. Just mm. kind of like how we had the Alolan Raichu, but we didn't have Alolan Pikachu. Right, like you right, don't, right. You don't mess with with like the main players. You just put and a Psy- hat on Pikachu and call it a day. Right, exactly. And I feel like Psyduck's a main player, so they might not mess with it. I could see maybe a Glarian Golduck, but no Psyduck. Okay, okay. I gotta ask, uh, yeah. although like I'm... Sh- I, feel like, I feel like TCG players have a different mindset with... Pokemon altogether and not to harp on the TCG stuff, but how do you feel about the national decks thing that happened? Oh, um, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I mean, see, that's, that's what that's, I assumed. That's my, that's my uh, thing to, and, and I think coming from a TCG standpoint, um, and this is why I, it doesn't bother me because whenever, uh, whenever a new TCG set is released, so we just have Cosmic Eclipse by the time this podcast up is up, uh, Cosmic Eclipse will be released. Yeah, um, it's the biggest set in Pokemon Pokemon history, and um, whenever they release a new set, not every Pokemon is in that set. For me, it makes sense to not have every Pokemon in the video game as well. It it, it gives a uniqueness to the game almost by not putting every Pokemon in the game. So then next time around when whatever is after Sword and Shield, maybe we'll be excited about like, oh, what Pokemon are they going to put in there? Will they Finally, Quillfish is coming. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Actually, I think Quillfish is in Sword and Shield. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, that's kind of my standpoint. I mean, and that's, and that's how the TCG has always been. When we got the base set back in the 90s, not every Pokemon from the 151 was in the base set. It, it seems like a, a weird complaint, but also at the same time, I'm not one to judge someone of their preference. I, I totally understand if someone is upset that not every Pokemon is in there. But for me personally, it doesn't bother me. Uh, in the last 20 some years of Pokemon, uh, was there was there a game or even maybe a movie that was kind of like a huge disappointment for you? Something you you looked forward to? Like, let's say you were super excited for Magikarp Jump. It was going to be your game of 2018. Then it ended up being a, a flop, no pun intended. Although I don't That's, think anyone was ever upset with Magikarp Jump. That game's pretty good. 
I actually did a video on Magic Herb Jump <laughs> a long time ago. Um, oh, that was 2017, wasn't it? 17, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. 17, yeah, I think 2017. That my my gameplay of that was very short lived. I think <laughs> I played that for like a week, and then I was like, uh, okay, I kind of get it. Like, I was, I felt like I was just kind of kept doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but it was a neat, cute little game. Um, man, that's that's actually a hard question to look back on and and think what what was a disappointment. As you're thinking, I could say that I was um, I was pretty disappointed with uh, Crimson Invasion. That entire release was oh the the, the, the you're talking TCG or <laughs> an, anything. I'm just I'm, okay. I just know like well Pokemon Duel was a huge bummer to me. Yes, uh, Crimson Invasion was a pretty big letdown. Uh, Crimson Invasion is is a little bit of a rough set. The Power of Us, I can't stand that movie. Is I was super hyped for it, but man, that movie didn't didn't do it for me. I would okay. Here, this is uh, this might be a weird one, but I think and this is over the span of years, so this is not something specific. I think I get a little disappointed with how little hype there is for when they do theatrical releases. Okay, yeah. So uh, there, because they make a lot of great movies, e- even even the ones that are not so great are still great in a sense. And I feel like they just don't hype them enough. I know in Japan they do, yes. but like when it makes it to the rest of the world, like there's just not enough hype for it. So I think that would be one of my my biggest, um, I don't know if you want to say complaints or, or just letdowns or disappointments. It's I feel like every year when we get a movie, I'm like, okay, this is the year where they're really going to like hype it up and uh, they'll give out a card when you go to see the movie or something like that. Um, and then they hardly ever do. Yeah, Japan really treats movie releases like like a game release almost over there. They're just right. Yeah, and now and now what? There's a chance we're not getting the the Mewtwo movie for this year. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's pretty clear that we're not getting Mewtwo at Mew, the Mewtwo movie at all this year. Maybe next year, but maybe not at all. Do you think it maybe has something to do with Detective Pikachu coming out this year? Uh, like that. They don't want two things in the theater Pokemon this year? I don't specifically know. So uh, we we actually talked about this a little bit last week. And then um, somebody tweeted. I apologize. I can't remember their name. Somebody tweeted where the source was. And it was was a comicbook.com article. But specifically... Uh, it was it was somebody tweeting at Fath- Fathom Events asking if the Mewtwo movie was coming out, and they said that they didn't hear anything from the Pokemon company, and they weren't handling any promotion or release for that movie, as far as they knew. Um, so I guess you can only you can only take so much from a tweet, but Fan- Fathom was the ones that did the Power of Us and um, I Choose You. And whatever the last, I can't remember what movie was before I Choose You that was like theater bound. I know the black and white Victini movies were in theaters. It was a very big time between that movie and <laughs> I Choose You. I, I think, honestly, I could probably see them just doing like a, a TV release of it. So, yeah, or they're on Disney XD now, I think. Yeah, right? so yeah. I, could, I could totally see them just doing, just like throwing it up on Disney XD before. I wonder if we'll get the anime this year in the United States for Sword and Shield. Or if they'll hold out, because I don't think they're estimated to finish the U.S. anime until, like, April. Yeah, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they use that as a premiere to the Sword and Shield anime? I have no idea. So, like, hey, watch the Mewtwo movie right before the premiere of the episode, or premiere episode of Sword and Shield. 
I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting how Pokemon's minds work. Yeah, I feel like sometimes they 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 drop the ball with specific things, like how um how like for Pokemon Day they they don't do like a distribution for us, which I've complained about before. Like if you're yeah. gonna celebrate February, is it February twenty seventh? I think. Yeah. You have you have people with all these games, and you're doing events in Pokemon Go, but why are we not getting something for Let's Go? Like, just give us a Jigglypuff. Like, it doesn't matter. Just give us something to commemorate that specific day. I, I think Pokemon is huge in in the United States and Canada and, and, and any part of the world, honestly. Um, it's it's huge here. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm always puzzled that, uh, that that we don't go out a little bit more go all out so it, it's it's very interesting the the choices but i mean they know what they're doing the 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 brand's been around this long so yeah. I'm, I'm not one to i'm not one to complain you did a youtube video about this I, I think i saw this on your instagram and uh i can i saw it i saw it when we we first started talking but you have the the legendary Pokemon Snap thing from Blockbuster <laughs> Pokemon Snap machine i don't know what the actual yeah. like name it's of it is Pokemon snap station snap station there you go yeah yeah uh, i think there was one at every blockbuster mm-hmm. uh, yeah. i'm not sure how many blockbusters at one point existed <laughs> if, and i think they were also um from what i've heard i haven't researched it too much i'm, I'm working on a like in-depth video of the snap station for the future um and i haven't got to this point yet but i think in like canada they were actually in mcdonald's Oh, really? I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but some people have been saying that they um, they remember going to McDonald's and, and seeing it. Okay. So um, I think it might have been a Canada thing. I'm but not, you have 100%. one in your house. Yeah. And it's it actually sitting behind me right now. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm assuming I have, it uh, works. It, it, yeah. 100% working condition. I just uh, I have a brand new studio um, that I'm currently working on and, um, it's not been revealed as the time, uh, as we're recording this, but once the podcast is out, it'll be revealed. Um, so I have a, a snap station in my background and then on the other side, which I have not shown at all. And nobody knows that I have is a, I don't know if you ever remember these, but it's a Pokemon, Pokemon catch arcade machine. It's this huge arcade machine where these balls drop down and you have to throw them at the screen. No, it's not. It's like an arcade machine. Like oh, a, weird. Like when know, I was like in Japan, get... there was a, there was like an arcade machine where all these like little rubber balls would fall down and then you would throw them at a screen. But I guess the screen had sensors in it. So like a Pikachu would pop up, you'd throw it and then you'd catch it. And then if you got a high enough score, it would actually print you out a a card, a collectible card with a QR code on. That's that's way too advanced. <laughs> <laughs> this right here, this machine was from 2001. Uh so back in back in that era and it has Veronica Taylor's uh voice on it, um voicing Ash and uh it's uh, it's this huge arcade machine. So I have an arcade machine on one side and uh the Pokémon Snap Station on the other side. But yes, the Pokémon Snap Station is in 100% working condition. It still prints out the stickers. Um, I think there's there's only like one thing missing to it, and it's a, a little rubber keychain that went with the key that I don't have. But other than that, it it works perfectly fine and prints out stickers. And how 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 did you acquire said 
Snap Station, did you find like an abandoned blockbuster that you like kicked down the door and just <laughs> dragged that's it a, out? That's a YouTube video right there. Um, no, it, it. I had been. It's so I have like a um like a most wanted list of Pokemon items that I just absolutely love. And um, a lot of the items on the list are very just like obscure, weird type of items. Like I, you know, I love, I love a good base set Charizard in my life, but uh, I really love these obscure items. And so I've been searching for one for the longest time. And let me tell you, Facebook Marketplace is a gold mine. <laughs> um, I have been, I've been watching it. I've been watching Facebook Marketplace hardcore, and then literally. On a Sunday at 4 p.m., one had popped up in Ohio. I'm in Indiana, and one popped up in Ohio. It was like four hours away. And I immediately messaged the guy. I'm like, all right, I will pay you in cash. I will come get it right now this moment. Um, it was a very spur-of-the-moment type of thing. And he was down for it, and I went there. Um, my wife went with me, and uh, she had to be at work in the morning at 8 a.m., and she was... She was a trooper. She was the real trooper of that trip, uh, <laughs> going on a last-minute trip, essentially eight hours altogether, to get this Pokemon Snap Station. She had to be at work at 8 a.m. We left at, I think, 4 p or 4.30 p.m. So do you know where he got it? Was he like an ex-Blockbuster employee? or He told me that he got it from someone in Philadelphia who had bought it from a Blockbuster store. Okay. So, um, including Blockbuster, I would be the fourth owner of it, but it's in really, really good condition. Uh, I have extra ink, I have ex extra paper, extra cards that go with it as well. Um, but it was really, it, it was crazy. So, like, uh, I went over there and the guy was just a collector of video game stuff. Just even if he wasn't a fan of that brand video game, he just collected video game stuff in general. And, <laughs> Um, he was like, Hey, you want to come and see my video game stuff in my basement? I'm like, mm, uh, sure. Stranger. Yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> so we went into his basement and he just had loads and loads of just video game stuff. And there was just like random Pokemon stuff on the wall. And then I just started throwing prices out at him. I was like, I got to have it. What, what do you want for this? What do you want for this? So I essentially went for the Pokemon snap station and then left with a bunch of other things. Wow. I'm sure so he was probably very happy. Right. He wasn't a huge Pokemon fan, so it was he didn't really uh, mind letting them go. But like I left with a box of unopened Pokemon Pop-Tarts and a box of unopened Pokemon Fruit Roll-Ups. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. And those things are like on my most wanted list. I'm so, pretty sure there was like Pokemon SpaghettiOs at one point. There was. That's really hard to find. Oh, I, that's on my list. That's, that's the gem right there. It is, it is. It's one of the gems. Uh, I'm, I'm really into collecting like the old Pokemon food, uh, food merchandise. So like, um, you remember Egos? Yes. Yeah. So like they had Pokemon Egos and that's extremely hard to find. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so you're saying SpaghettiOs above like the pop charts, above the cereal, above the, the fruit roll-ups? Yes. Spaghetti, SpaghettiOs definitely above all of that, but. Egos and popsicles, I think, are are the top one. For oh me, well, popsicles be you. You have your freezer go bad all of a sudden. You <laughs> well, maybe not necessarily having the popsicles with it, but the box. Okay, the box. 
just the, yeah, the frozen items you can't really can't really keep around, but the box essentially okay. is what I'm after. So if Bo- anybody out there has a box, <laughs> box of Pikachu popsicles. Do you remember those? I don't remember. I remember the Eggos. I'm pretty sure I ate the Eggos. Uh, if it was any kind of processed food with Pokemon on it, my parents and my parents had a coupon. We would have gotten it. <laughs> the 90s also, was very wild when it came to uh, uh, food. <laughs> what are you looking forward to for 2020? Uh, whether that's career-wise or Pokemon-wise or anything. Could be, could be just anything in general. I am looking forward to hopefully not being so anxious about everything. I, I know that sounds weird, but I have... I have extreme anxiety about everything that I do and just life in general. Um, And so my personal goal is to not be so anxious about everything. Um, But if if we're talking on um, maybe the sense of Pokemon, I just I I just hope that they start expanding more. I I know that sounds weird um, because they're all over the world, but I feel like there's so much more that they could expand upon. And I, I feel like 2020 is the year for that. Okay. All right. Because uh, uh, there's a, the rumor right now is that with the Pokemon TCG, Japan's always been like a set ahead of us. So yes. they have the cards before we do. But the rumor now is that, that we're going to be, we're going to be synced together and that they're going to be releasing together at the same time. Yeah. Japan is, at an advantage, I guess, for having cards earlier, but also at a disadvantage because they have to always play backwards when it comes to, like, world tournaments. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think Pokemon is looking to fix that by having the same release dates of everything. Because now, as of once Cosmic Eclipse comes out, we will 100% be caught up to what's released in Japan. See, my, my dream is for them to finally redo the backs of the cards because they're awful. <laughs> I know you know that, like that I know that would drive a million people crazy and it would ruin expanded and it would ruin legacy and all this stuff but just start fresh get new backs of cards for everyone cuz Japan still has different backs than everyone else. Right? Yeah. And Japan at one point did change their backs. Yeah, they did. So unify the format, get new backs of cards for everyone and then update that gosh awful Pokemon trading card game online app. Because it's still stuck in like 2008 <laughs> with that wooden background that I, I hate. But there was also rumors that a different company is working on a new TCG app for Pokemon. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, there was a rumor that the people who made the Magic the Gathering online TCG app is currently oh, working on the Pokemon one. But I I can't narrow down like a reliable source on that. Just like hearsay. Yeah. I mean, so if they change the backs of the cards, would you want them to change change it to what it looks like in Japan or just completely change both Japan and the rest of the world's cards backs? Uh, I actually like Japan's card backs. I think they're pretty clean, although they are missing here. I have one right in front of me. Um, well, first off, the, the, the button is on the right part of the Pokeball. Yeah. The button's on the red part, not the white part. <laughs> Um, but Japan has, uh, it's missing fairy and steel and dark on the back, I guess, technically. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise it has the other symbols. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't mind the Japan back as it is now. The original Japan pack was kind of pretty awful. I remember that. I I always thought that was a weird one for some reason. 
I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like the how the non-Japan card backs look. There's just something nostalgic about it cuz like you can look at the back of the card and it's the same in the 90s as it is now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just want to forget everything that happened in the nineties. <laughs> like you know, if people are coming back into, you know, maybe they're getting back into Pokemon, they look at that card back and they're just like, "Ah, oh, I'm home. I'm finally back home." Yeah, that's true. There's that like rush of nostalgia and stuff when they hit that. Also, nostalgia is big. So, isn't well, Japan also doesn't have certain cards as us? Like they don't have reverse hollows there. Yeah, yeah. So we we have. I mean, we have some things that, that they don't have, but it'd be nice to just all be on sync. Like the entire world, be one, be on sync together with the Pokemon TCG. Well, speaking of being on sync, uh, I should probably let you go, but where can our listeners find you? That was you the syncing s- part. That was the trans. It was a bad <laughs> transition, but that was the transition. I appreciate that transition. I think you did a phenomenal job. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Real Breaking Nate, youtube.com slash Real Breaking Nate. Uh, any social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I, I, who uses Facebook still, though? Uh, Instagram and TikTok are the things that I tend to use the most. So okay. YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, I would say. Just find me, Real Breaking Nate. I also do a lot of, um, I also do a lot of like appearances around around the united states right now so i do a lot of convention appearances as well awesome well nate it was a pleasure to talk to you thank you thank you for being on oh no thank you this was like this was literally a huge honor when you had texted me and was like hey do you want to be on the podcast i literally was freaking out i was was fangirling (laughs) i rushed to my wife i was like oh my god oh my god i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be on and so hopefully i didn't sound too much like a fool but no that was great that's who i am i guess (laughs) Just being myself. All right. When we uh, when we get back, we are going to do our question of the week and our Pokemon of the week. So we will see you after the break. We have more news, but we'll save it for next week. Will, hit us. Uh, oh, wait. Greg, question yes. of the week. All right, here we go. To ask a question, Pokemon question. <laughs> Let's hear that question. The question of the week. Did, uh, did, uh, Brittany, uh, scare you with the. <laughs> No. With uh, how good hers was last week? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. No. We have... But that album showed up on my iPhones because I've been going through my music, 
and like categorizing because this is new program. Uh, it's an old program that I found again, and it popped up again. And I'm like, I have not listened to this in a long time. What album is that? To be a master. Um, oh, there's okay. a reason why I haven't listened to that album I in a long time. Totally forgot this news. Gabe from our attic channel oh, sent yes. this in real quick. We'll talk about it more next week. Uh, but just real quick heads up: uh, there is an official. Announcement from Nintendo versus Twitter. There is a Pokemon Sword and Shield event in Tetris 99. You'll be able to unlock a Tetris Pokemon theme for your Tetris 99 game. It will start on November 7th and will run to November 11th. And if you participate and earn 100 event points, you will unlock a special Sword and Shield theme, which has Sword and Shield music in it. I don't know how to earn 100 event points. I don't know how hard or how easy that is. So we will uh, we will let you know next week. Who has Tetris 99? Which of you has it? Because I don't have it. Not uh, me. It's A lot of people do, though. Well, uh, get on it, Steve. Stream uh, it. Well, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Uh, okay, so question of the week here. Uh, with leak season for Sword and Shield, what's everyone's favorite and least favorite vegetable? <laughs> Uh, all right, favorite vegetable, uh, beets. <gasps> Greg Leatherman. Yeah. What? How dare you steal my vegetable? <laughs> Look, you we talked about this. Beets are my favorite. I know. I had to get in before you did. Magnabbit. Uh, is, is are mushrooms a vegetable? That's my no, least favorite. Mushrooms are a fungus. Yeah, but animal, vegetable, or mineral. They're a vegetable. No, that's we're not playing 21 <laughs> questions here. I love beets so much. And you know that I go like at the grocery store and I get those dehydrated beet chips I know instead you do. of potato chips. Those I are am good such chips, a weirdo. Though. They are no, so those are good, good chips. Oh. Um, okay, I will give you beets because I will take Brussels sprouts. I do love a real I good Brussels sprout. I love Brussels sprouts. Oh. Uh, is there a vegetable that I'm not? A huge oh, fan Steve, of? have you never had like a, a like a roasted Brussels sprout? I don't. You know, I've had a lot of vegetables, and I hate almost all of them. Oh, I don't know if I've word. had a Brussels sprout. I think if I was to pick a favorite, it might be carrot. Ugh, no, carrots are too soggy. It might be like asparagus. What is what? Oh, are you talking about a cooked carrot? Don't. Yeah, no. I'm talking about cooked carrot. Get oh, them yeah. things fresh and crisp. Mmm, got a nice yeah. crunch on oh, them. Oh, no, Although wait, hold on. And do Maybe I tell celery? You, like, I carrots anymore? I lied. Celery's just bland. I'll put, I'll put celery above. I'll put celery favorite vegetable because you can dip it in peanut butter. Heck yeah. yeah or yeah. cream cheese. I, I will say kale. I do not like a kale. Ooh, kale might beat me out mm. for... I, don't I like, like kale. kale. I like. I kale. love carrots, but I can't eat them anymore. Is seaweed a vegetable? Carrots. Yes. Your your soy issue is my carrot issue now. By the way, <gasps> oh, is soy no, a vegetable? Yeah. Soy number one. Soy no. is a vegetable. Yeah, soybeans. Well, it's a legume. It's a legume. Peanuts aren't a vegetable. They're a legume. That is also true. Um, Catherine, we'll do two questions here. Catherine, if you did not make Pokemon content, would you still seek out leaks or not? I didn't make Pokemon content for a long time, and I did seek out leaks, so the answer for me is yes. But I seek, I, I'm one of those, like, I seek them out very early on, and then, like, there comes a point, like, there's, I have a weird imaginary timeline, and when we have crossed that line to X amount of weeks away from the game, then I stop looking. 
But I don't, I don't seek out leaks. There's a, a, an assumption in this question that like, I avoid leaks as much as possible. I avoid spoilers as much as possible. Steve, do you seek out leaks? Would you if you didn't make this podcast? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think so. I've I've given the situation before where I did not care about any of the Marvel movies. What was that Marvel movie that was like eighteen hours long? Endgame. Yeah. Oof. And so when everyone was talking about it, I like read the Wikipedia synopsis, and then after reading it, I was like, oh, maybe I want to see this movie now. Now that I know oh. the ending. That brings up my complaint about you two saying you need a superhero expert on the show. I have not read comics since the age of 14 and followed every movie to be disrespected like that. <laughs> Are you still reading comics? No, they got too expensive. The yeah. fandom got too read. toxic. <laughs> oh, comics fandom. Yike. Yeah, I would, I would still seek out leaks. Um, I like Pokemon too much to, to, to wait, I guess. <laughs> Impatience for the win. Will, give us our uh, Pokemon of the week. All right, so last week's Pokemon, uh, once again, I was taking my Saturday morning walk, and I was uh, going through. I had to clean out my Pokemon Go Pokemon, but I didn't want to do any Kanto ones because I had to transfer them into Let's Go so I could do all that biz that you have to do. So I was going through Johto, <laughs> and... As I was going through Johto, I discovered uh, that after Pokemon number 224, there are two Pokemon that you would expect to be next to each other because of a particular holiday that they deal with, but they're not next to each other. And the second one of those is the first normal type Pokemon in Pokedex order that can learn the move Calm Mind. Who was that Pokemon? It's... Stantler. Gorbis. It's Stantler, dude. It's Gorbis is not even normal type. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Let me call to speak with your mother. <laughs> you <laughs> spoke to my mother before. <laughs> well, now I have particular issues I need to bring up with her. <sighs> uh what? What do you what do you want to know about Stantler? It, ha- it has a thick butt. It's got that booty. Uh, Stantler may be a combination of stag or stare and antler. It's probably stag and antler. Uh, uh well, but it's got stare. the eyes it's in its horn. Yeah. yeah. It's got a real bad green shiny. I do not like the Stantler shiny. Uh, what about its, um... Shuffle. Shuffle icon. On point. So good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's so crabby. Uh, so... It's like, it's like over everything about you, and it's... Extra set of eyes on the Stantlers are, like, also over you. Uh, so Stantler is found on Route 36, which leads to Violet City, the in-game counterpart of Nara, Japan, a city where tame deer roam freely. Did you visit Nara when you were in Japan? I didn't. Missed opportunity. Let's go. Let's go meet some Stantler. If, uh, if Irene and I can f- figure out a way to go to Japan next year, I think it's, I think it's on the list, but I think it's south of Tokyo? Uh, uh, I think it's southwest, but I do not have a degree oh, I, in I Japanese got a map. geography. I got a map. It's 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 like below Osaka. So, oh okay. Uh, if we were to go back to Tokyo, it'd probably be like not as many days in Tokyo and more days in like Kyoto and Osaka. Yeah, and I want to go to Kyoto. Places in I want to go to all of them. I want to go to Japan. I haven't been there. It's Me cool. either. And I have friends there. It's a cool place. Me too. 
Oh, Stantler. Yeah, sorry, Stantler's so boring that we started talking about <laughs> Japan. Oh, man. Give us uh... <laughs> the shade. The German name for Stantler is real good, but I don't speak German. Give us our uh, Pokemon for next week. All right. Ever since the Black and White 2 Pokemon games, I have maintained a living Pokedex. For those mm. who are unfamiliar with the concept, a living Dex means that you own one of every Pokemon, including an individual of each stage of evolution. When Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee came out, I no longer had a living Dex. What? I was having difficulty restoring my living Dex because the key Pokemon I needed was only available in Pokemon Go. It could be transferred into the Let's Go games, but it could not be obtained there. I am a very passive Pokemon Go player, primarily playing with my Pokeball Plus while I take my usual Saturday hike. Obtaining the necessary Pokemon could not be easily accomplished in this method, and trust me, I tried. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I decided to restore myself to Living Dex status again. Seeing as I have both defeated the Elite Four and Let's Go Pikachu and also caught Mewtwo, I have decided to complete the National Dex in the game, not as a Living Dex. So first, I opened the Mystery Box. For the next half hour, I was able to catch the requisite Pokemon and use Pineapple Berries to increase my candy yield. I then transferred all of those Pokemon into Let's Go to obtain one additional candy. This left me five candies short. I did something I never do. I accessed my hoard of rare candies. Whoa! I used five of them. <laughs> my friend Rozo had traded me a shiny of the pre-evolution of this week's Pokemon during this year's Pokemon Go Fest. That is the one I selected to evolve. The Pokemon I got from all this, it has one ability. This ability used to be the signature ability of Hitmonchan. This ability boosts damage from my new Pokemon's signature move, Double Iron Bash. There you go. All right. We will be back next week. We will be back. We will be back. Look, it's been a long day. Yep. Uh, just a huge shout out to everyone who left us reviews in Apple Podcast. We are at... 12,007. Unbelievable. Nice. There's not even the just the amount of reviews you guys left. Uh, really, really warms my heart. So thank you guys for reviewing. With uh, Sword and Shield coming up, uh, we should be, we'll, we'll, I'll actually be doing a giveaway for a Zashian and Zamazenta Switch Lite. Ooh, I may. Uh, that'll that that'll be on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. If you want to follow the Twitter, you're to, not eligible. To, uh, not with that attitude. To keep your eyes out for that giveaway, I would. Uh, if you're if you're in the Slack or the Discord, it'll go it'll go up on that. But Twitter is going to be the easiest way to find that giveaway. Uh, oh, it'll also be on the subreddit. We have a subreddit. If uh, if you do Reddit and you need a place to uh, talk about Pokemon. Uh, reddit.com slash r slash super effective we're almost at 900 people on the subreddit which is pretty cool so yeah uh so look out for a giveaway we'll have an uh a, a very cool final episode for you guys before sword and shield and then we'll have the mini series for sword and shield that'll come out daily and uh, i'll be streaming pretty much 12 hours every day uh on twitch when the new game comes out um, and I am a pretty slow player compared to 
most players, I would say, will. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, don't put me on blast like that. Will is way slower than I am, but I think I'm pretty slow. Uh, I, I do try to catch every Pokemon in a route before I move to the next route. So for the most part, you will probably be ahead of me if you were to come into the Twitch stream. You can follow Greg on Twitter at WhiteWing. You can follow Will on Twitter at WashInTheSink. Will, you don't have any tickets for your... Is your Galar Gala sold out? Uh, it certainly is not. So <laughs> I guess if people are in the Minneapolis area, uh, let me know. And I might shoot you an invite to the Galar Gala. Yeah. I'm excited. And if you want to follow me on Twitter at dragging a lake. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you want to help out the show, because there's a new Pokemon game, tell a friend about the podcast. We're pretty easy to find. We're on Spotify now. Your friend, your friend probably has Spotify. Let's be honest. They probably have Spotify. Tell them to search for it. It's super effective if they need something to listen to Pokemon wise. And uh, yeah, there's your homework. Get a friend into the podcast this week. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super Steve's sketchy water slides. Like every podcast on the internet, we are funded by Patreon. This is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on Patreon. A huge thank you to Kevin, Cygnus, Patrick, Jet, Jeffrey, Matthew, Alex, Catherine, Pancakes, Waffles, and Anthony. Thank you all for the support. If you've made it to the end of this episode listening to this promo, that is also support. So thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week.